Good day and welcome to the Q3 2021 conference call. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I'd like to turn the conference over to Mr. Brian Campbell, Executive Vice President of Business Development. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Cody. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Everts Technologies conference call for our fiscal 2021 third quarter and January 31st, 2021 with Doug Moore, Everts Chief Financial Officer, and myself, Brian Campbell. Please note that our financial press release and MDNA will be available on CDAR and on the company's investor website. Doug and I will comment on the financial results and then open the call to your questions. I will begin by providing a few highlights and then Doug will go into greater detail. First off, sales for the third quarter totaled $92.8 million. Our base is well diversified. The top 10 customers accounting for approximately 34% of sales during the quarter with no single customer over 6%. In fact, we had 89 customer orders of over $200,000. Gross margin was 56% for the quarter. Net earnings for the third quarter were 10.4 million and fully diluted earnings per share was 13 cents. Ebert's working capital was $221.6 million with $94.1 million in cash as at January 31st, 2021. Operational highlights for the third quarter included, first, securing the shot tracker $11 million US dollar financing led by Ebert's and Verizon Ventures. This funding will support accelerated deployment across NCAA basketball conferences, expand remote live sports production in the cloud uh, with 5G-enabled technology. And second, the announcement of a strategic asset acquisition of the iconic Studer Audio brand, technology and related assets from Harman International, a Samsung company. The acquisition was successfully closed on February 9th um, at which time members of Studer's talented staff joined Everts. Moving on, the purchase order backlog at the end of February was a record high $125 million, and shipments during the month were $25 million. We attribute this solid financial performance and robust combined shipments and purchase order backlog to the ongoing technical transition in the industry, channel and video services proliferation, increasing global demand for high quality video anywhere, anytime, and specifically to the growing adoption of Everts IP-based software-defined video networking solutions, Everts IT and virtualized cloud solutions, our immersive 4K Ultra HD solutions, and our state-of-the-art Dreamcatcher IP replay and Bravo live production suite. Today, Everts Board of Directors declared a dividend of $0.18 cents per share payable on March 25, 2021. I will now hand over the call to Doug Moore, Everts Chief Financial Officer, to cover our results in greater detail. Thank you, Brian. Good afternoon, everyone. Sales were $92.8 million in the third quarter of fiscal 2020, 
one, a decrease of 28.4 million compared to 121.2 million in the third quarter of fiscal 2020. Sales for the nine months ended January 31st, 2021, were 249.6 million compared to 344.4 million in the same period last year. That represents a decrease of approximately 28%. The decrease in revenues during the nine month period were due to travel restrictions and projects on hold as a result of the pandemic. Looking at specific regions, the U.S. Canadian region had sales for the quarter of 56.3 million, a decrease of 13.2 million or 19% compared to 69.5 million in the same period last year. Sales in the U.S. Canadian region were 159.1 million for the nine months ended January 31st, 2021, compared to 230.3 million in the same period last year, a decrease of 71.2 million or 31%. The international region had sales for the quarter of $36.5 million compared to $51.7 million last year, a decrease of $15.2 million or 29%. The international segments represented 39% of total sales this quarter as compared to 43% in the same period last year. Sales in the international region were $90.5 million for the nine months ended January 31st, 2021 compared to 114.1 million in the same period last year. That represents a decrease of 23.6 million or 21%. Gross margin for the third quarter was approximately 56%, consistent with the third quarter ended January 31st, 2020. Gross margin for the nine months ended January 31st was approximately 57.6% and within company historical ranges. For operating expenses, Selling and administrative expenses were $11.7 million for the third quarter, a decrease of $6.2 million from the same period last year. Selling and admin expenses as a percentage of revenue were approximately 12.6% as compared to 14.7% for the same period last year. The decrease in SNA expenses in the quarter was driven by $2.7 million decrease in net salary expenses and $2.0 million decrease in travel and promotion costs, both due to the pandemic. Selling and amended expenses were $36.4 million for the nine months ended January 31st, 2021, a decrease of $15.8 million for the same period last year. For the nine month period ended, or sorry, nine, nine month period, selling and amended expenses as a percentage of revenue was approximately 14.6% as compared to 15.1% in the same period last year. Turning to R&D, research and development expenses were $21.4 million for the third quarter which represents a $2.6 million decrease from the third quarter last year. For the year, research and development expenses were $57.7 million, which represents a decrease of $11.9 million over the same period last year and, and driven by government assistance recorded as a reduction in costs. Foreign exchange for the third quarter was a loss of $5.3 million compared to a gain of $0.3 million in the same period last year. The loss was driven by a substantial decrease in the value of the U.S. dollar to Canadian dollar between October 31st and January 31st. Foreign exchange for the nine months ended January 31st was a loss of 9.8 million compared to a loss of 2.6 million in the same period last year. That nine month loss is, is driven by the decrease in value of the U.S. dollar since April 30th, 2020. Turning to a discussion of liquidity of the company, cash, as of January 31st, 2021, was $94.1 million, 
compared to $75 million as of April 30, 2020. Working capital was $221.6 million as of January 31, 2021, compared to $223.7 million at the end of April 30, 2020. Now, looking specifically at cash flows for the quarter, and the quarter ended January 31st, the company generated cash from operations of $10.3 million, which is net of a $6.1 million change in non-cash working capital and current taxes. If the effects of those changes in non-cash working capital and current taxes are excluded, the company generated $16.4 million cash from operations for the quarter. The company used cash from it for investing activities of $10 million in the third quarter ended January 31st, which was principally, principally driven by the acquisition of capital assets of $2 million and an $8 million Canadian investment in GD Sports or otherwise known as Shot Tracker. And the company used cash from financing activities of $15.5 million, which was principally driven by dividends paid of $13.7 million and $1.1 million in principal payments on capitalized leases. Now finally, I'll review our share position as at January 31st, 2021. Shares outstanding were approximately $76.3 million and options outstanding were approximately $5.9 million. The weighted average shares outstanding were $76.3 million, and weighted average of fully diluted shares were $76.4 million. That brings us to a conclusion, the review of our financial results and the position and position sorry, for the third quarter. Finally, I would like to remind you that some of the statements presented today are forward-looking, subject to a number of risks and uncertainties, and we refer you to the risk factors described in the annual information form and the official reports filed with the Canadian Securities Commission. Brian, thank you. Thank you, Doug. Cody, we're now ready to open the call to questions. Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please signify pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure that your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Once again, that is star one if you'd like to ask a question. And we will take our first question from Robert Young with Canaccord Genuity. Please go ahead, sir. Hi, uh, maybe I'll start. Uh, logistical issues around site access, commissioning, integration, all of that. Is that um, improving or is it stable? Is there any kind of an update you can provide there more as it relates to going forward? So uh, um, it's relatively stable. It's been a uh, a little bit more difficult to gain access into certain jurisdictions um, in Q3 as compared to Q2. But you know, that said, um, we're still um, pushing ahead um, and executing very effectively on our customers' um, key projects that they want to deliver. Um, so is you it can fair? see that in the, in the solid revenue numbers, um, but our backlog is um, at a record high currently. Right. Is it fair to say that remote commissioning is um, offsetting some of the impact that you might otherwise have seen? Yeah, yeah that, that's absolutely um, a fair statement. And we do our utmost to um, pre-configure you know, systems before shipping and also um, implement uh, remote commissioning um, as well, too. But uh, numerous of the major um, installations uh, do require on-site attention from Everts, not just from the systems integrators who rack um, and uh, install equipment and string fiber and other 
Okay. Is is that um, are those delays like driving the backlog up higher, or would you say that the backlog is being driven by larger deals? Um, you know, demand strength. I think you had a large deal that you announced at the end of January and last quarter. There was one customer's 25% of revenue at well, I guess this quarter. I think you said 6%, so that didn't happen this quarter. But um, maybe if you could talk about the components inside of the backlog. Is that just delays, or is it you know good quality? Uh, projects, large projects? Uh, it's primarily um, the timing of large quality projects coming in and also being you know, multi-site deployments um, uh, also adding to the challenges, uh, not just on our side, um, but also customer readiness as well too. Um, the logistics of multi-site deployments um, is a challenge not only for Everts executing, but also for our customers as well. Okay. And um, the Studer acquisition, you said it closed. Is there anything that you can, uh, any guidance or indication you give us on the potential contribution in the current quarter? Uh, not this time. We're very excited to have, to have closed the uh, transaction to have that iconic brand um, as part of the Everts portfolio and also to have the um, talented staff from the team join us as well too. Um, but you'll definitely see more of that um, in the future. Um, but at this point there's no financial disclosure on the transaction. Okay. Last, maybe last question for me is just uh, your cash balance is building and you've been more active on M&A at least in the recent um, Maybe talk about you know how you think about that cash balance. Is it are you going to be more aggressive on M&A, or would you uh, tend to think of it as um, uh, returning to shareholders through dividends or or otherwise? Um, and um, and then if you could just maybe comment a little bit on the um, the environment that you're seeing out there for M&A. Um, is it a good? Are lots of businesses for sale? Or valuations good? Maybe any any color you can provide there would be helpful. Thanks, Rob. So I'll start with so we're we're proud to have the um, very solid balance sheet and cash position that gives us the financial flexibility to um, uh, entertain um, acquisitions or investments. You also see the you know shot tracker was a um, investment um, along with um, uh, Verizon Ventures um, to fund you know, that very exciting. Uh, business. Um, so we're looking at uh, multiple fronts, um, acquisitions and also um, strategic investments if it aligns um, very directly uh, with Everts. Um, so the environment for investing um, uh, is fairly ripe. Uh, in terms of acquisitions, we are seeing opportunities. We're looking at them and we are and continue to be a very discerning um, purchaser, in, but we're obviously open for business on that front. Are, are you seeing valuations higher than in the past, or is it a stable environment? It's still a relatively stable environment. The valuations have been relatively high on um, private companies. It all depends on the uh, state and timing um, of what um, the owners of the company want to do, or whether they're a public entity as well, too. Valuations um, depends on the sector. Um, 
uh, are in the context of the public market. So, you know, we, we do absolutely see opportunities that we're investigating. Okay, maybe a last question and I'll leave it. Uh, I think um, you talked about uh, government assistance recorded as a reduction of cost. Is there any, I haven't seen a number in, in any of the disclosure there. Is there a, a number that you can share um, government assistance maybe by R&D and maybe by segment or whatever you can share that would be helpful and then I'll pass the line. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not as quite as simple as it's kind of baked into um, some inventory as well, but it's it's come down a lot since the first quarter. It's about less than half of what it was in the, in the first quarter. So, um, and it'll continue to drop, I think, in the next, going forward, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really start to dwindle down, as, as you may or may not know, but the Canadian program has, I think, goes through June, if I'm not mistaken, um, just three or four months left, but the amounts continue to dwindle away. All right. Okay. I'll pass the line. Thank you. Thank you. We will now take our next question from Thanos Moscopoulos with BMO Capital Markets. Please go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. Um, Brian, can you comment um, on, um, I, I guess, your um, expectations with respect to the logistical constraints um, in the current quarter? Um, do you think it will be similar, or are there any signs uh, of it improving at this point? Uh, the current quarter, uh, Q3, is very similar to Q2 in terms of the logistical constraints that we're seeing. Um, but we, are, we do have people um, deployed uh, rolling out projects. Uh, domestically in Canada, U.S., and also internationally as well, too. And sorry, I was referring to uh, Q4 versus uh, Q3. Um, but but uh, your Q comment was... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so you're, 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 Q3 and Q4 are similar logistic constraints. Okay. okay. Um, and then as far as the uh, demand environment, um, did... Um, yeah, are, are you are you seeing any sort of uh, change there? Um, you know, clients maybe gearing up um, for um, you know new projects with an expectation as, as things reopen, or has that been uh, pretty uh, consistent? Uh, obviously, your backlog is very strong, so you, you've had good demand throughout. But are you seeing an acceleration in that regard? So um, throughout the pandemic, uh, as you can tell from some of the order concentration that you would have um, seen over prior quarters, we continue to have um, deployments of very significant projects um, for large customers. And you would have seen the um, press release um, in January as well, too, of the um, $21 million purchase order. Um, so, you know, we're definitely seeing, um, you know, a continuation of our of traction, adoption of Everett's um, products. Um, within our customer base, so that has been continuing, um, and you know, we're fortunate to be in that position where we have very strong relationships with our customer base, and also uh, very innovative, leading technology portfolios that help them with execute their um, business strategies for the future. So we're continuing to see very good um, demand. Our sales team have done an excellent job of capturing those opportunities, and um, we're doing our utmost to execute and deploy, um, you know, but living within um, you know, the constraints of the 
you know, current you know, pandemic-induced uh, uh, you know, uh, restrictions on site access and border crossings and quarantines that you know, happen as a result of you know, uh, crossing international borders. Okay. Um, and then finally on the um, ITCs, uh, just uh, remind us, I know that you um, had a dispute and, and now you're at a higher level of ITCs. So just on a go-forward basis, um, how should we think about ITCs as a percentage of gross R&D expense? Uh, should it be similar to this quarter or will it be coming down? No, so it's actually two separate things. So, so last quarter, you're right, was a, an, in fact of an audit. Um, this is actually, a, a, we've received additional guidance on how the the wage subsidy impacts the actual ITC where um, it, it's more favorable than originally believed. But if you look at um, whether it's going forward, it, it should be more consistent. Maybe, um, you know, we do, we do adjust our assumptions as it relates to audits. Um, you know, we do have accruals we bake in there, you know, for audit accruals that, that, that those assumptions may be impacted favorably a bit, but I would say it would be if you use the um, before Q2 as a as a guide, it's it's a maybe a little bit better than that, but it's it's um, that's a more comparable than than what we are at either this quarter or last quarter. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, thanks for that one. Thank you, and we'll now take our final question from Bu Yang Li with RBC Capital Markets. Hey guys, thanks for taking my questions. Um, can you talk through the investment in shot tracker a bit more? Um, like, what's what's the business opportunity here in terms of product co-development or or even cross-selling? So the the investment um, is actually a financial investment along with uh, Verizon Ventures and other um, parties. So we are uh, fund helping to fund the business opportunity of shot tracker there you know, absolutely is uh, you know, the opportunity for business partnership as well too with our um, Dreamcatcher and Bravo um, live production and sports replay so there's the opportunity for um, increasing um, automation um, you know, saving uh, cost and also you know, in the you know, COVID pandemic environment safer having you know, fewer people there um, as part of the uh, production crew, so it aligns you know, very nicely. Um, and uh, Verizon, you know, is a valued customer um, you know, of Ebert, so they are uh, you know, we're ha you know, very happy to partner with them um, as lead investors on this transaction. So it, it you know, fits you know, very nicely, aligning with our um, you know, sports portfolio and also um, the customer base. And thanks for that. And, and I guess, how do, you, how do you see the opportunity in live sports? Do you expect to invest more in sporting related products? Could you repeat that for me? You broke up for... Sorry, uh, I was just wondering uh, what your, your view on, on live sporting is and, and you're planning to make further investments in sporting related products. Well, we're a huge supporter of technologies uh, for live sports, um, and we did see this as a, a really exciting and growing opportunity. So we're we're thrilled to 
um, uh, be an investor and a participant in that shot tracker opportunity and uh, we're going to continue to um, and develop products um, and look for you know, opportunities and be a big part of the infrastructure solutions of many sports leagues around the world um, who are um, pushing the envelope uh, for uh, higher resolution content and delivery to multiple parties. So it's you know, front and center in our uh, strategy. Okay, thanks for taking my questions. Thank you. That does conclude today's question and answer session. I would now like to turn the conference back over to Mr. Campbell for any additional or closing remarks. Thank you, Cody. I'd like to thank our participants for the questions and add that we are pleased with the company's strong performance during the third quarter, which saw quarterly sales of $92.8 million, solid gross margins of 56% in the quarter, delivering pre-tax earnings of $14 million despite a $5.3 million foreign exchange loss, all while investing $21 million in R&D to build future growth. We're entering the fourth quarter of fiscal 2021 with significant momentum fueled by a record high $125 million purchase order backlog plus 25 million February shipments totaling in excess of $150 million. By the growing adoption and successful large-scale deployments of Everett's IP-based software-defined video networking and virtualized cloud solutions by some of the largest broadcast new media service provider and enterprise companies in the industry and by government. By the financial strength and flexibility of a pristine debt-free balance sheet with over $94 million cash and by the growing adoption and successful large-scale deployments of Everett's IP-based software-defined video networks. With Everett's investments in software-defined IP, IT, virtualized and cloud technologies, the over 500 industry-leading IP SDVN deployments and the capabilities of our staff, Everett's is poised to build upon our leadership. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Thank you. That does conclude today's conference. Thank you all for your participation. You may now disconnect.